Good afternoon! I'm Pez and he's Jeff and this is The Sports Lunch with Pez and Jeff. If you've tuned in to listen to our normal weekly sport ramblings, witty banter and great music, then you're out of luck because today is the launch of our first monthly show called The Inner Huddle, which is Jeffrey. Available what? on a podcast. <laughs> it will be available on a podcast. Let's say it right. Most people won't be listening live. Probably, probably a little bit more serious and sports related than normal. It will be a little bit more serious. What's the idea behind it, Jeff? Yeah, you better tell me, I think. <laughs> okay, so you're as prepared as ever. <laughs> yeah. The idea behind the inner huddle is for parents, managers and coaches of young aspiring footballers to send in any questions they have um, relating to their children or their child and youth development and how they can avoid the usual pitfalls, would you say, Jeffrey? The usual traps that people fall into, which can catch people out and mean that their child doesn't fulfil their potential. Yeah. Or children, if you're um, managing a group. We probably experience it on a daily basis. Yes. So, just leads me to say, welcome to the first The Inner Huddle. So, we have in the studio, obviously, you, Jeff, as normal, and me. We have the lovely Donna, and we have the lovely Emma on controls. How is everyone? Okay? You all right, Donna? Yeah. I'm all right as well. They're looking a little bit apprehensive. Let's give a little bit of um, background behind us all. Um, obviously, I'm Pez. <laughs> And I first started coaching in 1997, Jeffrey, a long time ago. Um, I did my UEFA B level three in 1998, which I didn't complete because I walked off it because I thought it wasn't, I shouldn't say it wasn't good enough. It wasn't what I was after. It was all towards adults and I wanted things that were towards children. So I went and looked for other things and found Brazilian soccer schools, which I worked with for 10 years. I've worked at Southampton FC for 16 years on and off now. Jeff, unbelievable that. From pre-academy, community coach, youth team, reserves and first team. Um, I was part of Alan Pardew's backroom team at Charlton Athletic. I've worked with individual players like Adam Lallana, Alex Oxley-Chamberlain, Jay Rodriguez, Andy Reid and a few others that are long since retired, but nothing to do with me, obviously. Um, and I'm currently the lead coach at the Southampton Football Club Development Centre in Salisbury. I'm also a youth scout. I run my own soccer school called Pezzas, Street Soccer, and I'm chairman of Salisbury United Men and Youth Team. Wow, that sounded like a CV, didn't it? I'm not going for a job. I haven't got time, clearly. Look at all that. You're a busy man, aren't you? And then it comes to your little bit, Jeff. Wow. <laughs> Follow that. Uh, yeah. I've just written down, Jeff, you are Mr. Futsal and Mr. Qualification. Yeah, we'll leave it there, shall we? Because I can't um, reel off the same list as what you have just well, done. Well, let's give a bit of a background to what you do. Do You work with me at Pezza Street Soccer yep. um, and Mr Futsal because you're manager of Wiltshire's one and only futsal teams in the National Super League. Yeah, Expand. I think we're the only side in the southwest really playing in the... Yeah, Reading and Oxford are the closest to us. Yeah. And it's the highest standard of futsal in the country, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. we're currently sitting fifth in the league. Um, it's our first season in the National Super League and we're punching above our weight really for where we are at. We're only, the club's five years old this month probably, isn't it? And, and the club has got youth teams as well, so yes, this is geared up this in a huddle towards youth football. Um, but it is a nice pathway for every local kid, not just at Salisbury yeah, United. which is the whole point of the first team is for these um, youth players at the club and locally to have a pathway to the highest level. A different pathway yeah. to, to, to football. And we also think that futsal is the best, single most 
youth development tool that there is, isn't there, for, for youngsters? Yeah, you only have to look at Brazil and Spain and Portugal and other of the best nations in the world and see that futsal's normally played a big part in all of their best players' development. Now, I've put here Vista Qualification. This yeah. is where you could reel off a lot more than what I've just reeled off. Maybe. Um, but am I right in thinking that when that bit of paper comes through, you'll be one of the very few people in the country to be UEFA B Level 3 at both football and futsal? Can't be many. Probably less than 100, I imagine. In the country, so... It is just a bit of paper to me. It doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean you're a guru or anything like that. It's, you should always be learning, and a, a, a piece of paper just means you've attended a course. Yeah, it means you're into it and you're dedicated and yeah. you've followed the pathway. But yes, knowledge and experience outweigh that, I agree. Um, you have worked with one-to-ones with Jay Rodriguez, now West Bromwich Albion and Gaston Ramirez. Yep. I think, is he still at Middlesbrough? I'm not sure. I haven't followed him. He went to Hull, didn't he, then, then Middlesbrough. I'm not sure if he's still there. And what's your role at Southampton Football Club at the present time? Am I your assistant coach at the development <laughs> centre? I don't even know what my role is, yeah, do I? Yeah, I think that's your <laughs> official title. And, of course, you are the head coach at Pezza Street Soccer. Yeah. Right. Donna is here <laughs> um, to offer the parental side of things. Having five children of your own, you can offer that little bit of insight, hopefully, uh, <laughs> that we don't know. We, no. Because um, we don't have a child, do we, Jeff? No. Well, not do. together, anyway. <laughs> There's still time, though, Sunshine, don't you worry. And we have Emma in the control room. Hi, Emma. Hello. Who has a child who is obsessed with football. Yes. Tell I us have, a bit about that. I have a little girl, 11-year-old girl, who is obsessed with football, although you may be interested to hear you are swinging her towards futsal at the moment. And oh, um, she now wants to know why there's not a girls' futsal team in the county. Ah, uh, well, that is something that we're currently yes. working on. Our yeah. next project, yeah. Yeah, um, one of the many. Yes. Um, she comes to your Pezaz soccer school and, yeah, she will do whatever it takes to be as good as she can be at football. So uh, I'm the football mum. Good. So between us, we have a very cross-section of things we can bring to the table and add value. But uh, only time will tell, eh, Jeffrey? You're smiling at me with that smile. We'll try and be very professional this week because um, normally the show just takes on a mind of its own, doesn't it? I should say... Thank you to everyone who has got involved. We have had loads of questions and I've tried to pick out 15 of the best. It's our first show, so we might only get through five, ten, all 15 and then be chattering our normal gibberish, Jeffrey. I don't yeah. know, but we'll we'll give it a go and, and see how it pans out. If we don't get through them, will we carry them over to next We month? will most certainly carry them over. I have also purposely left off who sent them in because some didn't put who they were from and some did and I thought I'd just leave it because I didn't know whether everyone really wanted to... Have a shout out. So we'll see how that goes. Should we get cracking, Jeffrey? Let's do it. Shall we take it in turns to read out a question? You all have the 15 <laughs> questions in front of you that we have chosen. Um, who wants to set us on our way? Emma, go on. You're in the control room. Okay, so here we go then. First question of the inner huddle. Other than a ball and a good coach, what do you think the best training aid is? For example, Football Flick Wave, uh, Skills DVDs. What innovations, if reasonably priced, would you like to see? Hmm. Football aids, Geoffrey. Yep. I don't think you can beat a brick wall myself. No. Um, if, if I'm honest. And so say lots of ex-professionals and current professional football players. Um, Dennis Bergkamp, wasn't it, in his autobiography, yep. talks about different spin he can put on the ball against the wall picking a brick in the wall and trying picking to aim it with his left foot right foot inside outside but there are quite a few training aids that we've used 
um, and to answer the question, um, the Quick Feet Trainer, which is a passing thing. You actually use that all the time, so maybe you could yeah. shed a bit of light on that one. So it's a hexagon-shaped four, five foot by five foot. Yeah. It's got eight panels, six panels. I'm not sure how many <laughs> panels. I think it goes two to 12, so that would be six, wouldn't it? Yeah. Six panels. Um, well worked out. There's, uh, there's different parts you can buy for it, but my one's got a computer attached to it and also a screen so it can either call out a number the player in the middle can scan for that number hit the number or you can have it shown on a screen so you can scan twice um, yeah. and scanning is where you get your head up and look over so your shoulder essentially it shouts out the number and the kid has to play the ball off that relevant yeah. number and then it gives you instant feedback so once you finish your repetitions of 10 20 30 whatever you set on the computer at the start um, it gives you a score and then you can try and beat your own score or your mate can try and beat your score and then there's lots you can do of it from there. Yeah, there's an arcade version as well where you can go 1v1 if you've got two of them. It's pretty good, isn't it? And um, you, uh, it's got the screen, so instead of shouting out the number, you can get your head up and yeah. encourage kids to scan. Anything else that we use or we've seen? I've written down here the Gorilla Rebounder that we tried out on one of our yeah. um, holiday courses. I like that. That's just maybe a step yeah. up from a brick wall as it comes back to you at at different paces and yeah, and you can get a friend to hold it and fire it back at you harder. Yeah, there and is stuff a handheld like one as well, so that, that they were pretty good fun, weren't they? Yeah, they'd be good for goalkeepers and outfield players, first touch and all that kind of stuff. I think the most important thing with all of it, and it's the same for the brick wall, is the instant feedback you get. So the brick wall, if you're picking a brick that you're trying to hit, you know if you've hit it or not, and then you can adjust your technique and improve your game relative to that. So that's why I like the soccer matrix because of the instant feedback. And that's why I like a brick wall. And there's a very expensive version of the uh, Quick Feet Trainer, isn't there, that Southampton have got? I can't remember what it's called. Yes. And um, what's the club it's about in Germany? £10,000. The, the club in Germany have got a whole room dedicated to that Dortmund, sort of. Dortmund, isn't it? Dortmund, have, they fire balls at you, and then a, a light panel sh- shines on a wall, and you've got to try and ping it through that target. And, so um, there, are, are there lots of people looking into these things. Well, I should say there's no shortcuts to practice. You know, no. If you've got a brick wall and a ball, then you can pretty much do everything you can with all these things. One thing I don't particularly like the look of is the balls with string round them where they come back to you. I can't see the point in that. You just get a wall. Yeah, I don't know if that the feedback's different, isn't it? Because you can get that the way you're striking the ball wrong and it's still coming back to you. So perhaps keep you up yeah, just without the string is better. The idea behind it is you get lots of touches and the ball's never far away from you. But yeah. I don't know, if someone wants to send one in to us... <laughs> <laughs> We can uh, we can give it a little trial, yeah. but I'm not sure about those. I haven't used when them. When I was so younger, long. it was a Kickmaster. It was on an elastic. and Yes, it's the same sort of thing. I keep seeing adverts for it on, yeah. on sponsored ones on Facebook and stuff. So maybe give that a try. Um, there was another part to that question. Um, what innovations would you like to see? Um, I'd like some sort of app that can count and time, yeah. especially for like core skills and things that kids can do on their own. Yeah. But we'll develop that one day and be millionaires. <laughs> well, we just put it out there now, Jeff. I didn't know it was a secret. Right. <laughs> Donna, you're looking a bit perplexed. I'm just... Um, <laughs> Emma's just had to explain to me what these things are that you were talking about. Okay. Um, they Through sound the glass very window. interesting. I personally think a curb <laughs> to play Kirby. some curbsy. Yep. Kirby, yeah. Um, and also a couple of jumpers and a field. So you put someone's jumper and another person's jumper as the goal... And just let them go mad and just have some fun. Fun. Yeah. You should be a football coach. That is exactly what our philosophy <laughs> yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Keeping the love of the game. Keep it simple, do it well. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Exactly. Right. 
put our first question to bed, Jeffrey. Excellent. Right, number two. Donna, do you want to read this one out? Do you think too many parents and players focus too much on the match day and too little on training? Absolutely, yes. 100% yes, yeah. It's, um, it's a problem. Um, a lot of our previous radio shows have been talking about enjoying the process over the, the outcome. Down, Jeff, yes. You had that written down, did you? Yes, I did. I haven't got anything written down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why mine will Shut sound up. a little bit rehearsed and yeah. yours is off the cuff. But yes, um, I've put that the, um, people get obsessed with the outcome and not the process. So if you're a parent, you might get obsessed with how many goals your child's scoring or wanting to be the best player in the team or even to be a professional club. Um, if you're a manager, you can get obsessed with results when really what you want to do is get obsessed with the training. And enjoy the process. And the process yeah. is the training. Yeah. And if you get kids to fall in love with the process, i.e. the training and developing and getting better at something, then it becomes a lifestyle. Do you agree, Jeff? Rather yeah. than you're just getting through training to play the match, which is the good bit. And eventually the results will take care of themselves exactly. if that's all you do care about. But if it is, you're, you're in a losing situation, aren't you? I've written here, Jeff, training is where the hard work is done. I put, you're going to love this. Matches are the canvas in which children should be left to paint. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I kind of adapted it from something else I'd seen. But it is, in essence, what we believe in, isn't it? Training is yeah. where you do your training, the hard work, where you tend not to have many parents watching and stuff. And then literally the matches is where you let them go out and express themselves and try things and make mistakes that they learn from rather than seem to get obsessed with getting everything right on match day and their children they're not going to agreed bang on that's great right answer. well we might have to slow down jeff you right jeff yep looking a bit more serious than normal isn't it? question number three coming up wowzers right okay you are listening to the inner huddle and this is our third question of today so jeff do you want to read this one out uh, yeah i'll get the long one do i yeah cheers um, you have recently started offering multi-sport holiday camps and are no doubt aware of the research into early specialisation and the increase of risk of injuries, muscle and joint fatigue. What sporting activities do you think complement a youth footballer or a young footballer? Mm, this is in relation to we've just started doing Pezza street sports as well as street soccer. So yep. we do lots of fun sports and games and... Alternative games and twists on old favourites and things, don't we? Which are great fun. But it is a good question. Firstly, I would say you've got to be careful with all research. I've looked into this since I've had the question. Yeah. Um, and it was research done on intense training. And it was mainly with gymnastics uh, and ice skating. And when they say intense, it's 16 hours and above a week. Yeah. Now, I don't know any players... Our soccer school or anywhere else that are doing 16 hours and above. That's a lot, isn't it? So it puts a slight change on it because this is obviously about youth football. I think, obviously, to get good at anything, you have to put in the, the hours, don't you? But you have to get the balance right. Yeah. Um, and in answer to the question, what sports do I think go alongside football very well well I've always liked players that come from a tennis background or play tennis they seem to have real good movement they're up on their toes their lateral movement's very good um, young Charlie who's now at Chelsea was with us for a long time he played tennis alongside it yep. and he had that real spring in his step didn't he and seemed alert to everything and sort of read the game a bit better because of it I thought 
Um, gymnastics, obviously, for flexibility. Martial arts for the individual aspects and discipline and, and swimming for fitness. Oh, I was just about to say well, swimming. Were you going to say swimming? Swimming, I was going to say, because it, it helps um, with the muscles. So you, you're not using the same muscles as you would do in football, so you're letting them relax, but you're using yeah. the other ones. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, so you're not becoming sort of yeah. f- uh, linear and one-directional no. with your training. You're, yeah. you're exercising different parts. I suppose as you get older... Weight training and stuff helps, but that's not really weight training. Sport is it? Yeah. For a youngster, you know, not for you. As you get older, yes, we're talking really? youth footballs up to sort of sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. They do quite a bit of um, fitness work. Anything you'd like to add to that one, Jeffrey? Yeah, I just think because so many football coaches concentrate on the coaching the team rather than individual anything individual because kids then have a, a love for going and training on their own. You'd hope so. Like Maradona, Pele, Messi, all these players love having a ball at their feet and just training on their own anyway. If you gave them a ball in a room, they'd kick it around all day long. Um, yeah, it's, whereas, enjoyment is the key. Yeah. What the, the thing with doing too much, and I think we've got a question on it a little bit later, so we'll leave some of it, but I think the dropout rates from playing sport and specialising in one individual sport from a young age, that's the problem. As they get older, they've done nothing but swimming or nothing but ice skating nothing but football whatever it is since they were five years old and being a little bit pushed by the time they get to 13 14 they've had enough more than the injury side of things um in my opinion i mean i I heard some rumor going around jeff that futsal um is not good for you um and because of the hard surfaces which is absolute nonsense and tends to be put out by people that don't like futsal or don't understand it um, I mean, you only have to look at the best leagues in Europe and Neymar, De Bruyne, Messi and Ronaldo, four of the best players in the world, all played a lot of futsal when they were kids and I don't think they suffer from any injuries, do you? No. So, yeah, and, that, and mixed amount of age groups across those four players as well. And arguably, That's four a, players a, a nonsense rumour started by people that are afraid of something they don't know about, isn't it? Yeah, so. So you see, oh, it's like hard services or if, yeah. if someone's got a bit of a sore knee or something and oh, found out they yeah. play futsal, oh, it'll be that futsal. So... No, don't agree with that one. Load of nonsense, load of rubbish. Um, as with anything, try and get the balance right um, and keep the enjoyment levels up. Agreed? Agreed. But if you are an aspiring young football player, then I'd say the best sport to play alongside it is futsal, personally, from my background and what I feel about it. Do you know, I wondered if you were going to say that. Yeah. Because it is shock. a different sport. It is a different sport. It's a sport in its own right and it's a brilliant sport in its own right. Yes, especially if you're going to a club where you're kind of getting pigeonholed into a position and you're not experiencing other sides of the game and getting shouted at to release the ball and move it quickly and all that, then go and play football and express yourself. Yeah. Enjoy the beautiful side of the game. Right, question number four. Right, is it my turn to read one out? Oh, you get the one that's one sentence. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is actually, by the looks of it, geared up for me. What sort of things do scouts look for? As far as I'm aware, I'm the only scout in the room, Jeff, so mm. I'll... Um, I'll take this one on. And I get asked this a lot, especially when someone's found out that a scout's been to a game and they've picked out a child that's not theirs. Yeah. And you get, I just don't know what they're looking for, Pez. What do you scouts look for? My boy's brilliant. He's scored 60 goals this season in three games. And <laughs> you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, there's no easy answer to it because there's loads of different factors that come into it. It differs from club to club. Scout to scout and will depend on the age. What are your thoughts on it, Jeffrey? I know you're not a scout, but well, essentially you are because you do put people forward for the Pezzas Academy. If I was a scout, yeah. you'd look for people that are hungry to play the game, hungry to get the ball back for your team, 
um, do all the unselfish things really well. And then you can build from that, I think, with the, with the right attitude. So for me, it'd be not necessarily all about the technical side. Um, and I'm pretty sure the last scouting course you went on was talking more about the potential of a player rather than... Yeah, there's a big thing about potential over at. performance. Yeah. So a parent would look at a, a match and see the performance, whereas a scout would try and look at the potential over the performance. Um, and both. And our club, Southampton Football Club, who I currently work for as a scout, it depends what age, but for the ages that we tend to look at, the pre-academy age, they're very much into 1v1s, players that can do things, 1v1s all over the pitch, um, and master technicians, and about you know in, improving the skillful player, so potential for, for that. Bournemouth, um, from what I can see, they like a good passing player and keeping the ball moving very quickly. So they might be looking for that sort of thing. Spurs used to be, they look for the very small technical players, which is actually quite a brave thing to do because they used to go to other clubs and get beaten a lot. But then they produced yeah. a whole string of, of technical players that got into the first team and are bearing fruit still. So different clubs have different philosophies. So you can't really say exactly what they're looking for. Things you have to be careful of as a scout is personal bias. There's a lot of research going into this. For instance, I like the young, small, as we call dinky-do players, the technical players, the yeah. ones that can get round a tricky people. winger. Tricky yeah. winger, like yeah. I like to be when I was young. Um, which means if a scout like myself goes and watches a game and then there's a, a big burly centre-half who likes to head it and reads the game very well, I might actually miss him because I'm watching the dinky-do players. Yeah. So that could be a reason why your child hasn't been spotted and another child has, because the coach just the scout just likes that type of player. Um, so there's lots of different factors that go into it. With older kids, the simple answer is a scout will be looking for better than what they've already got. Yeah, probably got to be better than the top three players in the team I think they're trying to scout for. Top three to five, something like yeah. that, unfortunately. So you might be good enough and at that standard but they're not going to release someone to put your child in unless they're top drawer and are going to actually improve what they've already got. So that's another factor to take in. Um, personally, I look for character and potential. So what's their attitude like to train in, their mindset? Do they accept a challenge? Um, do they want to learn? Are they open to challenges? Um, in matches, I look again to their attitude. It's all psychological stuff in me. So... Players that always want the ball in any situation. So if your team's winning, does the player still want to make things happen? But if your team's losing, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, is that player still wanting the ball and still trying to make things happen? So it's character for me. Yeah, there's plenty of players that can score 12 goals in a 20-0 win, but can they get you that one back when you're 1-0 down? That's... In the rain. Yeah. Yeah, so character. And then I've put... I've written down here, um, then there's that something you can't put your finger on sometimes. So there's just something in a kid, kind of, you've got to be careful making gut, you know, um, decisions. But sometimes your, your gut instinct can point you in the right direction from your subconscious memory bank of all your experience. And there's just something that makes that player stand out that you like. Um, and of course, you have to watch these kids more than once. Anything else on that one, Jeffrey? Not from me. I think the big thing is technical stuff can always be improved with any of them. Tactical stuff comes a bit later, but the psychology, that's the key. And also I've written here relative sporting age. Have you heard of that? 
Yeah, well, it's a big thing on our futsal course at the moment. So. Oh, is it? Ah, so you can add a little bit of value to that then, Jeff. It's not yeah. just me blurting on. So I've got players that are 32 years old playing for me, but yeah. their futsal age is five years. And I've got players that are 20 years old and their futsal age is five years. Um, so experience in the game that we're playing, they're on a par. Yeah, so you might have two kids in a team that are on a par and you find out one's been playing since he was a tot. And one's only come into the game in the last three months. Yeah. So that's the difference in the relative... Which makes their potential... Age, which again goes potential over performance. Because yeah. they might both be performing, but one's got more potential than the other. So unfortunately, whoever sent that question in, it's um, it's a very tricky one to answer, but I hope we've... Yeah, you can't just tell somebody to go and do this and they're going to get into a pro club. It's not as simple as it's that, is it? It's not as simple as that. If only it was. If only it was. Parents' involvement. Yes, um, good. That's what you're I for. thought uh, scouts would look for passion, interest in it, you know, because it might not be the child that's interested. It might be the parent that's pushing them to do it. Say they're a football fan and they're pushing them into do it and you need to kind of weed out which ones actually want to be there. It's very true, actually. We, um, we had a coach from a Premier League club so he'd come to watch us play and they, they picked out, I think it was three children. This is a few years ago. And they didn't pick one player in particular who a lot of people thought they would um, because they flagged up the dad as being a problem parent. Yeah. And they just didn't want that type of parent at the club. So and also attitude. Happen. You mentioned attitude. I thought the attitude towards it, attitude towards even wanting to be there to learn, not just because your parents are forcing you, but you want to play for what you think, you know, they just, they just want to coast it or something. You know, they want to coast... The lesson, yeah. whereas other people are putting more effort in, they just want them to pass the ball to them, maybe just because they're better players than the other ones. Is that? A, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, character I've, and attitude again. I can't bang, see you over the microphone. Bang on there. the points here, Donna. And what it really interests me is a scout turning up to a game before the game and seeing if the child carries their own bag and what they're like walking to the game and all that kind of yes. stuff. Do they go and shake hands with their coaches? And they'll look at that as much as anything else, really. They do look at all that sort of thing. Um, it's amazing, actually, what they do look at. Um, again, I think scouts should should arrive early to see all that, and they should stay to the end as well. So a lot of people would turn up, watch a game, and oh, I've seen enough after ten minutes and disappear. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think that's enough. But yes, character and attitude for me. Right. What number question are we on now? Number five. Number Go on five. then, Donna. Read this. Um, can you recommend any good books for youth development? Ah, oh, this is a nice, easy one at last. Oof. Um. What have we got written down, Jeff? Right. I don't. What have you got written down, or have you just? I've got nothing written down. But the, the shock. Only books I've ever read in my life have been related to this, really. And I've you recommended them down. to me. Yeah, go on. Um, Bounce was the first one. Yeah, is that Matthew Syed? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and then I read A Talent Code. Daniel Coyle. Yeah, it's on my list. They're both very similar books about creating and nurturing talent pools, really, and and what goes into it again a lot of that you've got to be careful with as well because it's about the 10,000 hour rule mm. um, and there's a lot of people that want to uh, to find research that dispels this myth of the 10,000 hour rule but I've got a few other bits I'd like to add and I've put here Jeffrey, anything by Coach John Wooden yep could I add a little bit more than that I know you're a big fan yeah so American college basketball coach yes um, most successful one, I believe, with I don't know how many seasons in a row that they won the college league. I think it was nine, something like that. Um, but, uh, all of it, but again, based on the process rather than the outcome, and never ever talked about winning. That was one thing. Just takes care of itself. Yeah. Ferguson, 
but my Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson was a bit like that. Manchester United as well said they never lost a game, but sometimes they ran out of time. Yeah. Um, so it's all about the process, and his session plans were time to the second, and he never ran over. They always started on time and finished on time, and just great f- philosophy on coaching. A bit like you at academy last night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you got to get your late tackles in early, Don. He was a little bit late last night. Took a wrong turn in. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I've written down here, Jeff, no hunger in paradise and every boy's dream. That's if your child is going towards sort of professional football and that sort of thing. Um, Although there are a lot of horror stories in there. You know, read those and pick out the bits you need to pick out, really, I'd say. Have you read either of those? You saw the documentary. Saw the documentary, yeah. yeah. Um, And what I've just put here is anything that's really going to add value will be anything to do with mindset rather than drills. Yeah, And I've said this before and I'll say it again and I get slated for it. Football's the easy bit, isn't it, Jeff? It is the easy bit. You get loads of things online, loads of books, loads of training cards, all about football drills and skills. And a How lot. to play like Barcelona in six weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah right, do you get sent those for as well, Jeff? Yeah. yeah. Play like Messi in four weeks and things like that. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's available everywhere. And a lot of coaches and managers want to get... I don't know, as many session plans as they can and try and be the complete manager. And really, you don't need that many, do you, Jeff? No. Um, so if you want to find things that will help you be a better coach, look for things, the mindset and the psychology and things to say to players and the environment and atmosphere that you create is miles more important than drills. Agreed? Totally agreed, yes. Good. I mean, you can give the same session plan to 10 coaches... And they'll all do it slightly differently because they'll all create a different environment, a learning environment. It's actually about what that individual coach has said to the player and the environment that he's created where the kids can make mistakes. Right, good. We're moving on. Right, Donna's got a hand up. Hi, Donna. I keep getting forgotten about. I know I don't know a lot about football, but I've got some questions. Go on. Um, so is there any biographies that have been from sports stars that have been made into children's language? For, you know, like you know, you're encouraging wow. kids to read. Yeah, I think that maybe perhaps David Beckham, you know, Andy Murray, different people could, you know, their biographies. If they just yeah. not, I don't want to say dumb it down, but kidded it down to so put it into words and. It's, nice. it's a brilliant language. idea. It's something I never thought about before. Um, the trouble I found with pro footballers, and I've known quite a few in my life, because um, when I worked as a sports therapist. Um, at Charlton Athletic and at Southampton Football Club, I was always interested in youth coaching. Mm. So I always used to ask them questions about their background and you know how they became a good player. And most of them would openly admit that they weren't the best player in their team or their club or even their class sometimes, but they um, had this inner drive. Trouble I found with them is that they all like to believe that they had natural talent. Even friends of mine that were pro footballers yeah it's born natural talent I was gifted it was all the gift from God and all that kind of stuff and then when you actually talk to them and get to the bottom of it they'll say oh yeah I spent hours with a ball at my feet Um, I loved the game I played on the street until when I got in from school until it got dark and they speak to their parents they say yeah he used to dribble a ball to school with his left foot and his right foot and he used to sleep with his football and you start seeing patterns emerging and those Mm. are the sort of things that um, children should know and be aware of. Agreed. I mean, I buy a lot 
of autobiographies and biographies from not just footballers, mainly footballers, but mm. sports people. And I quite often just read the first two or three <laughs> chapters of when they were younger so I can yeah. see what they did. Um, and I, yeah, I don't I think there'd be any set formula that you could follow to say, right, if you do exactly what Beckham did from here to here, but if you had enough of them, yeah. um, you can see trends. I yeah. mean, Beckham was down the park hitting tyres in the top corner. The patterns that would emerge would all be very similar, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, I think we've got a little bit about that coming up as well. But Okay, um, I just thought, there you go. Yeah, That's no. me done. See, Donna is adding a lot of value. <laughs> Much more than me. <laughs> well, it's the same as our regular weekly show, to be fair, Jeff. We've, we've had a couple of good questions coming but, in, haven't we? But yeah, we, but big thank you to everyone that has sent the messages in. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Right. <laughs> 